Welcome you guys to another episode of Gay Side Stories with Trillificent, bringing you some LGBT focused discussion that we can all relate to because we are all just people. Amen. Amen. Make sure you check out GaySideStories.com. Uh, there's more information there, information about my host, my guest host, I should say, sorry. Uh, information about me. Um, you can also interact with me on social media. I'm at Gay Side Stories on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and thegaysidestories.tumblr.com. Or you can email me at gaysidestories at gmail.com. Make sure you guys are also subscribing on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play Music, or Stitcher. Uh, make sure you send me some comments, leave me some reviews, some ratings, all of that good stuff. It helps people find the podcast, helps us grow and, and reach a bigger audience and all that kind of stuff. Uh, before we get into everything, I want to give some quick shout outs. Uh, shout out to the Coast Lither Podcast Network and Jeremy and Dan from Crown and Collards. Uh, they had me on as a guest last week. If you haven't already, make sure that you catch episode 121 of Crown and Collards. It's called Your Republican is Showing. Um, also, shout out to Big Boy Pride for listening to the episode. And they show some love on Instagram and on Facebook. With all of that being said, as you guys have heard... I have another guest, so woohoo for that. You know, shout out to everybody that's been really uh, interested in guest hosting on the show. Um, I've actually been a little overwhelmed by it. Uh, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. With that being said, this week I have Brandon Sicard. So, Brandon, why don't you introduce yourself and tell the people a little bit about you? Hi, everyone. My name is Brandon uh, Sicard. Brandon works just fine. Um, <laughs> I am a photographer slash engineer from Washington, D.C., and I am excited to be on the podcast today. You are very happy to be here. A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so let's let's go ahead and get into it. So this week, we're actually going to start off with a school in life. So why don't you tell us what your school in life is for this week? Remember, you guys, a school in life is something or things that helped you get through the past week. You know, some some kind of encouraging thing or something that you did or listened to or expose yourself to whatever you did to help you get over the the trials and tribulations of the week. That is what a school in life is. So, Brandon, what do you have? Um, well, uh, this past week, something that helped me get through was definitely um, focusing in on some goals I have and blocking out distractions um, between you know, just day-to-day -day life and other things going on. Um, looking at um, a journal I keep where I write down my goals and things I want to accomplish definitely helped me um, just, you know, get back on track as far as things and refocus in. Amen. All right. Come on, journal. <laughs> Listen, journals journals are helpful. If... if if you're not like me and you forget to write in your journal, then journals can be helpful. I'm trash though, so you know, don't listen to me. Um, my school in life this week has actually been this show. Like I said before, with the interest of you know different people wanting to guest host on the show, I've really been trying to take a look at what topics I can talk about. I try to have a topic that each goat, each ghost, really. <laughs> Each guest, <laughs> not ghost, each guest can really um, 
that they feel comfortable with that maybe they feel passionate about and that they can really add a lot to the conversation. So it takes a little bit more effort to do that for a guest host and, and share those notes and go back and forth, Brandon, as you can attest, than it does if it's just me. So, right. you know, I've really been putting that effort into it and I have a long list of different topics that I want to talk about. So I've been tweaking and modifying that and figuring out what I'm going to talk about with who, when and scheduling, you know, different guests to be on the show. Again, shout out to all of you guys for just the love and the positivity and the the interest in the show and being on the show and adding to the conversation. I feel like I'm really starting to get back to what I wanted the show to be and what and be about. So I'm very happy about that. And that is how I got through the week, you know, really been putting that effort into it. I mean, yeah, it sounds the obvious, you know, trying not to cuss people out and, you know, keeping your road rage in check and, you know, not cussing my boss out and all of that good stuff. I mean, you know, it's it's a constant effort, you know? Definitely things we all strive for on a day to day basis. <laughs> right. <laughs> trying to stay out of jail and employed. Yeah. Amen. Amen. All right. So let's get into the main topic this week. So this week we are going to be talking about dating. And I broke this down uh, into a few different little, I guess, mini conversations about dating. And then we'll round it out at the end. So first, I wanted to talk about criteria for dating. So I'm going to pose these questions to you and then we can we can. Uh, answer as we see fit so the first is what is too little in terms of dating like your criteria for dating what is too little what is not enough okay um well i have a a couple of things for me lack of communication is definitely a a big thing um and that's not just communication while on a date but communication about um i guess maybe your plans or communicating your ideas about things um, another one is definitely lack of honesty. Um, I'm sure we've all, yes, I'm sure we've all been in situations where you you just in a in a sense you're trying to figure things out with the person you're dating, and they're not really being forthcoming with with things or their thoughts about things, and it can just definitely mess things up. And another big one I feel a lot of people forget is the lack of cohesion or you know questioning if you and this person's personalities are actually compatible because you may, you know, like the person, but if your personalities clash or you're always getting into arguments that you really can't do much beyond that. Hmm, I agree. I agree. Um, So I agree with all three of those. And one that I added to that was a lack of consistency because you cannot strive for something long-term if you are not going to be consistent. And that actually applies to all aspects of life. You know, you, I, I liken it to, just because we talked about it a little bit before we started recording, with fitness. You know, I know you've been doing the five hours of cardio a week, and I use the same example. If you are not consistent, you are not going to reach your goal in fitness. If you are not consistent in Education, you're not going to reach your goal. You're not going to get that degree. If you're inconsistent with work, you're not going to get that promotion or that raise. You might not even get to the next day of work. So that same mindset, I think, 
applies to dating. If you are not going to be consistent in dating, which should be a long-term situation, then it's not going to go anywhere. And that can be consistency with communication and honesty. You know, I think lack of a, a lot of people probably hear consistency and they think communication because that's always a big topic. A big bone of contention is you're never, you know, you don't text back or you don't answer calls or you don't answer FaceTime or whatever the case may be. So consistency, I think, in dating is huge. It's very, 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 very important. You have to be consistent. On the flip side of that, what is too much in in terms of dating, your criteria for dating? <laughs> where, where do I even begin with this? What one? makes you say um, this too much, this too much? <laughs> well, I think expecting too much too soon um, is mm-hmm. a big one for me. You can't, at least for me, you know, I'm all about feeling things out and exploring where they go, but I don't feel like after the second date, we should be picking China patterns and, and you know, discussing living arrangements, like yeah. let things progress naturally and let's see where things end up. You know, we may end up, you know, together and with the, the dog and the picket fence and the 2.4 kids, or we may just end up hanging out two or three times and never seeking again. You never 9. know. Four kids. Well, you know, averages. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. Um, for me, I would say too much. This is just something that I've come across is expecting to be taken care of really at all, but especially from jump. You know, I don't think that you should go into a dating situation expecting bills to be paid. Um expecting gifts and all kinds of things of that nature like outside of you know if we go to dinner i pay for dinner or vice versa something like that but don't come into it with your hand out like well you know my my phone bill is due this week so (laughs) i'm just like really are you sure that has actually nothing to do with me. So I'm going to exit stage left, but good luck. Um, another one for me that is too much is emotional baggage and or that and actually could be a combination or could be separate being stuck on an ex, you know. Going into a dating situation and like, well, my ex did this or my ex didn't do that or, oh, man, you know, me and my ex. And it's like, I get it, you know, especially if it, if you're relatively fresh out of a relationship. But when you are going into a dating situation with someone, you don't always want to hear about their ex. I think that's actually common sense, but a lot of people don't understand that they don't realize it. And a lot of people... I don't think they realize sometimes that they're doing it because they are so used to that ex having been in their life and being a part, a a central part of so many things that they had going on that they don't realize that they need to kind of break those ties as far as that ex always coming up in conversation. And that's being, you know, polite because it could be a situation was like, well, my ex, you know, fucked me better or my ex, you know, he you know, he licked the the middle of my toe and, and had me, you know, jump in the wall. And it's just like, mm, can, we, can we focus? I definitely um, think that if, you know, if you're still talking about an ex to that extent, are you really ready to even date someone else? Because it still seems like you're invested in that person. 
Exactly. And it's like, am I here because you actually want to get to know me and date me? Or am I here because you don't want to be alone? Exactly. And it's not fair to bring somebody into a situation just because you don't want to be alone. Right. Get your shit together. It's nothing wrong with being alone. Like, you scared of the dark? You scared of being alone? What's wrong with y'all? It's nothing <laughs> wrong with being alone. I promise you, you will not die. Nothing is coming after you. You are not missing anything. These people, these men, these women, whatever you're into um, outside of animals and children, they're not going anywhere. There's like 8 billion people on this planet. People are not going anywhere if you take a little time to get your shit together. <laughs> Um, the last thing for me that's just too much, too, too, too much, is being inconsiderate of my time or wanting too much of my time, which I guess is the same thing. Um, I've seen situations and I've been in situations where it's like I expect us to fall asleep on the phone every night. And it's like, well, actually, I have a job <laughs> and that job requires me to have rest. <laughs> and in order for me to rest, I need to go to fuck to sleep. I cannot be on the phone with you every night, falling asleep on the phone. Oh, no, you hang up. No, you hang up. No, you hang up. <laughs> no, you hang up. <laughs> Nobody has time for that shit. All right. We are grown out here. Now, if you're young, you're in college, you're in situations where you are not, you don't have those demands on you to get up in the morning and have that energy. Because listen, and some of you younger people or you know people who don't have traditional jobs you need to be a little bit more understanding you don't you need to understand that for for those of us that have a 9 to 5 it's not just the sleep we need the rest to be able to reset so we can deal with people at work all right yeah. a lot of times that means white people but not always sometimes you got a hating ass black person at work or whatever other race but we need that rest. We not only just for us to be able to function and have energy, we need it so that we're able to deal with those people at work every day. So, no, I'm sorry. I'm not going to be staying on the phone, burning up hundreds of minutes, even though they may be included in the free package. I'm not I'm not doing that. I need to rest. I need to go the fuck to sleep like and there's nothing wrong with that. And it doesn't mean that I don't like you. It doesn't mean that I don't want to date you anymore. But you need to be considerate of my time. You cannot monopolize my time. And at the same time, don't waste my time prompting me with a dating situation. And then you never make the time to actually date. I see that a lot, too. It's like, oh, well, I'm just, oh, oh my God, I'm so busy. I'm just, like, booked. And it's just like, hmm then why are you here? Why am I here? <laughs> There's nothing. I applaud you. If you are booked, I applaud you. But you have to be still considerate of other people's time just because you're booked. Now, if you go into a situation, it's like, look, I'm very busy, but you know, I want to make this work. So let's figure out a schedule and things of that nature. Fine. But don't go into a situation being like, I'm busy and I'm booked and you need to accommodate my schedule. Like there needs to be some compromise in that. Or it's I not agree. going to work. I definitely agree with that. I definitely feel that, you know, people make time for what they want to make time for. You know, people are all busy. We all work. We all have lives outside of our dating situations. But um, people make time for who and what they make time for. So, right. you know, if the person, if you are important enough to that person, then they will definitely find some sort of way to accommodate you within their busy schedule, even if it is taking you along to some sort of work networking function 
or maybe to a, a happy hour with their coworkers or things that are more so social events that do tend to take up our time outside of just being in the office. Yep, I agree. I agree. And when you say that, a lot of people are like, oh, you know, blah, 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 whatever. It doesn't mean that you're, because I get it. Some people are busier than others. And, you know, sometimes you have days where you're just like, look, I literally have time for nothing. I'm not even sure if I have time to wipe my ass. However, when you say people make time for what they want to make time for, that doesn't mean uh, you just expect me not to do this or you expect me to free up a whole day. And it's like, no, that's not what that means. But you need to just like you make time for everything that you have to do as far as your work or whatever it is that you're doing, you have to make time for relationships in your life. Just like you make time to call your mama or whoever is important to you, right? Just because you're busy, that doesn't mean you the, the whole world stops and is waiting for their number to be called because they done pulled the number three days ago. They waiting for number 96 to come up and then you finally get 96 and they are graced with the call. That's not what that means. It means if you want this to be a part of your life, then you have to make time for it. And that goes with everything that goes. If you're into fitness, what do you do? You make time to get your ass up and get to the gym or work out at home or whatever the case may be. If you are into fashion and you need to do all these different things and go to these different places, what do you do? You make the time to go attend these classes or whatever the case may be. Your mama is on the other side of the country. What do you do? You make time to call your mama and make sure she's all right. Or you answer the phone when she calls you. There's nothing different with dating. And I think a lot of people get that kind of mixed up that someone in a dating situation is requiring all of your time. But again, that goes back to my last point of being mindful of people's time and not trying to monopolize it. Um, so let's go on to the next one. So let's talk about some personal standards. Um, let's start off with what, what do you look for in a dating situation? Mind you, let me preface this whole conversation with saying we're talking about actual dating. We are not talking about hooking up. We're not talking about Hollywood squares of jacked or grinder or growl or whatever the case may be. We're not talking about you busting a nut and rolling the fuck over and going to bed. We're talking about actually dating and getting to know someone outside of the usual hookup culture all right hookups are a whole different thing that's a whole different gay side story <laughs> that i probably will get into at one point but right now we're specifically focused on dating so what do you look for well um my list is actually pretty simple um i actually look for a person who is intelligent when i say intelligent i don't necessarily mean someone who has multiple degrees and you know is a road scholar and all these things but you know, there are a lot of people out here who didn't go to college but are well-read and can keep up with current events and politics and things like that. So intelligence is definitely a big one for me. Also, um, a person with a sense of humor. If we can't make each other laugh, this won't go anywhere. Um, I'm pre a pretty quiet person, but I think that I can be a bit witty at times. And I know I definitely can be a bit of a sarcastic asshole, if you will. If you can't feed off of that, then this it, it, it won't work at all. Um, and 
a sense of adventure is actually a big one for me. Now, when I say sense of adventure, I don't necessarily mean a person who wants to be the next evil Knievel, you know, jumping off of skyscrapers and, <laughs> you know, base jumping and things like that. But if you're interested in trying new things, like let's check out an indoor skydiving spot or let's go, um, I don't know, let's go to an indoor trampoline park. It's just something different, something to keep things fresh and interesting. Um those things def- are definitely things that I look for when looking for someone to date. Okay. Um, for me, I agree with the sense of humor. Um, you know, I'm I'm sometimes I'm I'm a, like you. I'm quiet, but when I get to know you and I start opening up, you know, I am that person that you know cracks jokes and things of that nature. So a sense of humor is important. Um. Also, someone with drive. You know someone with some goals and has the drive to work towards those goals. Um, I don't really want to be in a dating situation with someone that is complacent with what they have and is not striving for more. If, but let me, let me, let me say this. If you're comfortable with what you have, that's fine. I guess what I'm my point is more so of if you are not okay with what you have, but you are not working towards bettering and getting better and doing better and more and having more. You know, if you're complacent in the fact that you don't like what you have, it's not enough for you and you have dreams and goals and things, but you're not you don't have the drive to work towards them, that's a problem for me. Um what else do I? I think you, you touched on it, but just able to hold a conversation, you know, like I am not I'm not a big phone conversationalist, but if we're spending time together, we need to be able to talk. If we're going out to dinner or we're doing things together, we need to be able to have a conversation. And I don't just mean having a conversation about one or two things like we need to be able to have a conversation about things that you're interested in and we need to have conversations about things that i'm interested in i think that give and take that compromise makes a huge difference in a dating situation um you said the same um, you said the same what am i saying you said intelligence (laughs) i agree with that but uh, i'm going to add to that maturity oh yeah it's a big one and maturity is not necessarily tied to age because I think in I'm not sure about our uh, cousins and sisters and whatnot in the spectrum but I know amongst gay men age is hardly ever a qualifier for the level of maturity it, it doesn't tell you how mature a, a man will be I've come across men in their 50s that are some of the most immature you would think that they're 16 the way that they act and then i've come across guys that are like 23 that are hell shit damn near more mature than i am wow so it it really depends on the person and you know i got to i because I, I used to be that person that would say oh you know you're too young i know you're not mature or you oh you're older you're my age or you're older than me, so you must be mature. Hey, I, I got I got broken out of that bullshit real quick. <laughs> you know, when you, you get on these apps and these sites and you start trying to meet guys and you're like, mm, like you are in your thirties. This why am I 
feeling like I'm back in middle school, like fighting over not answering the phone and things of that nature. Maturity is very, very, very important. And not only being mature, but I think what a lot of people don't realize with maturity is is mature is one thing, but there are levels to it. And I think that you need to find someone that's close to your level because I think that if you come across someone who is too mature, or let me rephrase, too much more mature than you are, you're not going to be able to handle it. And if you come across someone that is mature, but they're not your level of mature, you're going to still have issues. So not just saying, oh, you're mature for your age or something like that, but it needs to be, you are similar to my level of maturity. So we should be able to make this work, if that makes sense. It does. Um, so on the flip side again, what are some of your deal breakers when it comes to dating? What makes you say, oh, hell no. <laughs> um, for me, I definitely, I feel that you can definitely tell a lot about a person by how they treat waiters and people that, um, are in the service it. industry when you go out. Um, I, that's definitely something I look for went on a date with someone or at least a first or second date because it says so much about their um, personality and the way they treat people in general. Um, for me, um, cigarette smokers are definitely uh, a deal breaker. You know, I'm a person who is asthmatic and I also have a smoke allergy. So uh, yeah. I'm not trying to die. <laughs> Just, you know, sitting Just around you. Get your motherfucking nicotine high. I get it. Exactly. I, I, I can't do it. No. More power to you, but nah, not my thing. Mm. Um, another thing is um, people who are constant boundary pushers and line steppers. Um, mm. it, let me rephrase that by saying someone who will try to coerce you into doing things or try to, you know, like say, come on, let you know, you can try this. I know it's not something you really want to do, um, but I feel like that's oh, something. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think I, I said it last week, that quote that we've all heard. No does not mean convince me. No means no. No, absolutely. That's exactly, absolutely what it means. And, you know, I'm all for, you know, certain things. I'll, I'll be the first to admit that I'm sometimes I can be a bit, you know, of a hermit and say, eh, I don't really want to do this as far as maybe going somewhere new. Even though that contradicts the point I made earlier about someone who is <laughs> has a sense of adventure. But Oops. in terms of you know, trying, um, let's say, for for example, if I'm not drinking for a particular reason because I, maybe I have a big presentation at work tomorrow or there is something I need to focus on so I can't do these things, don't then try to turn it around to me and say, hey, well, just, you know, have this, this one um, whiskey and coke. You'll be all right. You know, I feel like respecting a person's boundaries when they have them is probably... The, one of the biggest things to me. Yeah, that makes sense. <clears throat> All right. For me, what are some deal breakers? So uh, one deal breaker for me is excessive negativity. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, you can't vent and complain about some things, but if it gets to the point where it's just constant and you're never doing anything to change it, change your outlook. And this is coming from someone that battles depression, <laughs> you know? So if 
if I'm saying you are too damn negative all the time, that can be a deal breaker. Now, I'm willing to work with people and try to find out what's causing it or if, you know, if there is an external cause, maybe there's an internal cause like me and, you know, you need to see someone and maybe you need some medication. Maybe you have a chemical imbalance or things of that nature. Maybe you're dealing with depression. But some people that just complain to complain, that is that is potentially a deal breaker for me. Um, a definite deal breaker is poor hygiene. If you don't wash your ass, you cannot sit at my table. I'm sorry. It's just not going to work. Poor hygiene. If your breath is always smelling like old chicken gizzards, it's not going to work. You know, if your body odor is that of a landfill, it is not going to work. I'm sorry. And in a day, I don't even know if I would have it in me to be like, you know, you and this funk. You know, it's, it's kind of, you know, maybe they had a difficult. And I make exceptions for for things like if, if I know we're meeting up and you just came from the gym, obviously I'm not expecting you to smell like, you know, a Calvin Klein ad or anything like that. But if we meet up for like brunch on a Sunday and you come in you know, smelling like a litter box, I have an issue with that. And you should, too, honestly. But some people are, I, I don't know. But poor hygiene, you know, not brushing your teeth, your teeth looking like, you know, I can't believe it's not butter. I, there's, I just cannot do it. We, the hygiene needs to be up. Um, I think I talked about it already, but not, not really working towards anything in life. That can be a deal breaker. And these three are deal breakers. And you can call me woke or whatever um, term you want. But if you are misogynistic, especially towards black women, it's not going to work. Most of my best friends are black women and they are some of the best people I've known. I would not be here if it weren't for them. I would not even be here if it was not for a black woman that pushed me out. So if you have a whole bunch of negative things to say about black women, as soon as we start conversing, I'm going to have to cut you. It's just not going to work. Um, if you are a gay man, because obviously I'm a gay man, so I'll be dating men. Well, dating is a straight. Anyway, <laughs> mm. y'all know how I feel about dating right now. So, <laughs> but if you're if you're a gay man that is homophobic, it's it's not going to work. If we start conversing. And everything that you have to say is, I can't stand men who do this. And I can't stand men who do this. And you need to be a real man. And real men do this. You need to act like you pee standing. All that extra bypass. It's not going to work. You can get the fuck on. Because I feel like in situations like that, you are always going to be overly critical of every little thing that I do. Trying to spot out what makes me less of a man because you're homophobic you you've internalized the homophobia and it 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 is toxic and it comes out as toxic it sounds toxic the thinking is toxic and everything that comes with it is something that i don't want to deal with or have in my life so like i said if you're gay or bisexual and you are homophobic it's not going to work i don't even know how that works but we all know someone like that so 
Don't act like I just pulled that out the the uh, deepest crevice of my goddamn ass because, like I said, we've all met somebody like that. It's just like, aren't you gay? Like, don't you slurp up on some dick? Why you hate gay people? Like that don't mean that don't even make sense. But don't you think that speaks to a, a deeper issue within that person? Maybe it. Maybe it's something that's definitely internalized, but maybe they're still coming to terms with their sexuality, or maybe they have other issues, and it just so happens that it's just manifesting in homophobia. Definitely. The problem with that is, and maybe I should have added this to my what I look for list, if you are not self-aware enough to realize some of that stuff, or... Conversely, because everyone does not have the same level of self-awareness, if you are not open to hearing it, then it's not going to work. I get what you're saying. And if we come across a situation that's like, okay, you sound like you hate gay people. Let's have a let's sit down and talk about this. Why do you feel this way? Why do you feel like it's okay to always harp on feminine men? Or why do you feel like, you know, you always have to say this, that, and the other about these kind of gay men and these men are not real? Well, all that stuff. Why do you feel like that's okay? Why do you always have to say that? But I've found that in a lot of situations, when you approach it, they are not open to receiving that criticism. They feel, you know, a lot of guys have it in their head of what is a man? What makes a man? What is a real man? And that's it. And my opinion is it. And I don't want to be convinced otherwise. So that can be a potential deal breaker. Because you never know what kind of people you're going to run into in life. You never know if you go to a party or if you meet a friend of a friend or whatever the case may be. And they are, quote unquote, different from what you are used to. How are you going to handle that situation? You're going to be that person that's making snarky comments to someone that you don't even know because they may be feminine or things of that nature. So that's why I'm saying that can be a deal breaker because I feel like there's a lot to unpack there but if we are dating like not in a relationship if we're dating it's not my responsibility to unpack all that shit for you not at all not at all um and then the last one is transphobic if you are transphobic it's not going to work like i don't even again i feel i don't think i can be in a situation where i'm let me rephrase i cannot i cannot i cannot i cannot be in a situation (laughs) With someone that is hateful like that. Like, if you hate trans people, you hate other gay people, or you only like, you have those gay respectability politics, you know, if you, and if you don't like women, you don't like black women, if you have that kind of stuff, you have that hate in your heart, I don't want you around me. I don't want to try to work it out. I don't want to peel back the layers like you're, un- like, bitch, this ain't Shrek. I don't want to be peeling back no damn layers. I don't want to deal with that. Like, I don't like that. And I don't think that I should be required to subject myself to that. So if you have those things, those are deal breakers for me. Um, okay, so this is the last one. Then we'll move on to the next subtopic. Sex on the first date? Yes or no? Go. <laughs> oh, well, for me, you know, in college, I did. I was a proponent for sex on the first date. But after doing it you know, a few times now at 30 years old it's, it's not for me i'm more interest, interested in building the mental connection first and then seeing what happens from there because you know if if i wanted to just you know fuck i'd get on an app and do so apps really aren't my thing either but you know 
for me, I'm more so interested in seeing are we mentally compatible? Can we have a conversation? Mm-hmm. Sex mm-hmm. will come when it's meant to. And I feel like mm-hmm. if you start with the, with the mind fuck first, that'll make the sex even better. Mm, look at you. Okay. <laughs> um, For me, I would say if everyone involved is mature about it, I don't think there's an issue. Um, but I do agree that there should be some sort of connection formed during said date. Like, if you did not actually go on a date and you fucked, then it's not sex on the first date. It is just hooking up. So if you go on a date with someone, you have an amazing date. Let's say, you know, they took you to a pottery class like you and Ghost, you Demi, Demi Moore and shit. You have a great time. You have a great connection and you you feel the energy radiating and all of that stuff and you decide you know what i want to get my nethers tickled i don't see a problem with that because you have gone on a great date you've you you've gotten to know the person a little you've made that connection i don't see a problem with it but again if you meet up and then they come in and then y'all have sex and that's it then that it's not sex on the first date because what happened to the date I would even not be opposed to if we met, like if you, you know, I don't know really how these dating situations work because dating, what is that? (laughs) But if let's say hypothetically say speaking, you know, the person came to your house to like pick you up or something and you know, the vood, the vood, what? (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like, I feel like Katie from Mean Girls. (laughs) Because I was thinking vibe and mood at the same time and it came right. out as food. <laughs> I haven't been drinking, y'all. I'm just raggedy. But if the vibe slash mood is right and you end up smashing and then you go out on a date, I actually don't see anything wrong with that either. Again, but it, uh, as I've said before, that level of maturity has to be there. All right, let's move on to, let's talk about some specific experiences. So tell us what your best dating experience was. Hmm, this is actually um, a pretty easy one for me. Um, All right. (laughs) So um, my ex from, I want to say, five or more years ago, our first date, um, we actually met on Twitter. And we had a number of mutual friends. So the first time we actually hung out, um, I drove to Philadelphia. I was actually living in Baltimore at the time. So I drove to Philadelphia and we hung out for at least, I want to say 15, 16 hours. We went all over the place. We, you know, saw historic sites. We went to Ray Street Pier. We grabbed dinner. We grabbed drinks. We walked around. Um, it was a really good date. I actually <laughs> ended up leaving Philly at like, I think, two or three the following morning. It was just it was so much going on. Um, wow. But I feel like we built a rapport up prior to via, you know, talking the few times we did that it, it didn't really feel like a date, you know, like we were just hanging out. Granted, there was a whole lot of chemistry that was flirting going on, but there was just this ease to it to where it's like, damn, I really enjoy spending time with you. And it was one of those situations where it was like, we looked up and it's like, we've been together for 12 hours already. Damn. Wow. Okay, well, let's let's keep going. And the only reason I left was because I had somewhere to go the next morning. I'm pretty sure if, you know, if I didn't already have plans, I would have just stayed in Philly and we probably would have just ended up 
spending the rest of his time there together. So um, that was definitely probably the best date I've ever been on. Okay. Yeah, come on. 48 hours? <laughs> Damn near. Um, I would... Let me think. Woo, let me think. Because, again, I don't really have a lot of dating experience. I feel like I've gone on more epic dates with, like, my friends just hanging out than actual romantic situations. But... Uh, hmm. 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 Um, okay, so uh, my first boyfriend, um, I think I may have talked about him on the show before. I would say that's probably one of my best dating experiences because in the beginning, anyway, it, it encompassed a lot of things that I wanted, that my that 19-year-old me wanted. You know, there was, there was the communication you know we we were on this is because i am old you know we were on uh yahoo messenger and we would just talk on a yahoo messenger for hours at a time and we 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 liked a lot of the same things we liked you know um sci-fi and 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 things of that you know fantasy movies and things of that nature you know lord of the rings and harry potter and stuff like that so we had a lot of levels that we connected on and we were able to have those conversations and, you know, have fun in the process. So that was probably one of the better dating situations. And that lasted not very long. But I still have the positive memories. I mean, I have the not so positive ones, too. But that was probably one of the more dating, one of the better dating situations I've, I've experienced because it wasn't just one specific thing it was an like you were saying it was an overall feeling there was so much that went into it right there were so many boxes that were being checked mm-hmm. so as we've been doing this whole show let's flip it what is one of your worst dating experiences <laughs> this one so compared to my last one to me at least this one was just absolutely horrendous um this was maybe seven or eight years ago. I think I had just come out maybe six to eight months prior. So I was you know, feeling my way out and, you know, meeting different guys. And Yeah, you were a I, baby. Yeah, yeah, definitely was. So I met up with a guy, and we went to this Friday's in Baltimore. And um, we just started talking. And, you know, he was all right, but, you know, I was more interested in, in the apps you know, appetizing, I should say, than him. Mm-hmm. And he just kept making all of these overtures. Like, you know, I'm we're talking about, um, you know, like, tell me, you know, something about yourself or, you know, like, what are you into? And he's like, well, I'm really into, you know, the bathroom. You want to meet me there for something? And I'm like, dude, <laughs> I, what? Wait, what? How did you make that segue? That um, no, okay. And then a that few was, minutes later... That was smooth. It, it was raggedy, but it was smooth. It, it, it was, and I just sat there, like you just heard, like, wait, what? <laughs> and so you know in Fridays, or I'm not sure if you're aware, but they have TVs around the bar. So we were sitting there, and that's around the time when shake weights were out, and they were the big workout oh. gadget of the moment. 
And of course, so he looks at the TV and he's like, oh yeah, so can you do that? And I'm like, can I, can I do what? And the shake weight is on. I'm like, dude, are, are, are you serious? I could do that, but am I going to do that to you? Um, there's probably not a chance in hell that's going to happen. Come on, probably. Probably not a chance. <laughs> it was just, it was, um, and again, that was me learning my boundaries, learning, you know, things that did and didn't work for me. But dude was a total sleaze, sleaze ball, sleaze bucket, whatever you want to call him. He was all of those <laughs> things. And then towards the end of the date, we get the checks. And usually I don't mind paying on dates. But this date was so bad. I was like, yeah, um, I'll take a separate check. Um, you can, you know, pay for what you had. I'll pay for what I had. Oops. He makes the suggestion that we go chill at one of his friend's houses around the corner. And I'm like, you, you really can't gauge how this date is going, can you? Wow. At all. No? Oh, okay. Well, you, you go to your friend's house and uh, yeah, I'll meet you there. No, I won't meet you there. Bye. And just left. It, it was horrendous. Wow. Yeah. You had a Tumblr date. Like, they was trying to get it in in the bathroom. You had a Tumblr date. Tried and failed. And, and not to not to add not to mention the dude, I'm six foot three. The guy was like five, 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 six. So there was so much other stuff going on and it was like, uh, no, not even interested. You yeah, no thanks. Not at all. So do your men have to be taller? Not at all. Um I don't, actually don't have a, an issue with dating guys shorter than me. My um, one of my exes was six foot eight, so that was you know something different. But most of the guys I date tend to be a couple of inches shorter than me. But I think with that guy, him being as short as he was and being sleazy was like logistically, just the height difference. We're not going to be able to do much in this bathroom. At least all of the things you're yeah. describing to me in in explicit detail so right yeah i'm i'm, I'm good on that mm, 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 mm. all right uh ooh, let's see one of my worst date again you guys i don't what is dating what is that do i need to google it Does Siri know? i don't i don't know i don't know um i haven't had many experiences where someone was actually like let's go on a date but I did have one experience where I went to dinner with a guy and I think we went to Saltgrass, which is a steak restaurant, a steakhouse for uh, people who don't know. I think it's like a chain steakhouse. And we go there and he was a he was a bigger guy. He was a big boy, um, which was fine. I mean, whatever. I don't care. But he he had literally nothing to talk about. When I tell you, sitting at that table, eating that food, was like being in a graveyard in the middle of the night. And I'm not talking about the graveyard in like Resident Evil movies or nothing. I mean, it was bone dry. The conversation was so dry. And I was just sitting there like, why are we here? If we're not going to to each other because like, did you just want somebody to go eat with you so you wouldn't feel lonely I, I didn't understand and all of my attempts to have a conversation the answers were so 
short and so dry that it was just it was it was impossible for me to finagle a conversation out of him like it really felt like he was like there just to eat but then at the same time there were these little moments that it felt a little like you were saying sleazy like the way he would look at me and things of that nature and it's just like you you cannot honestly think that we are going to have any further dealings once this quote-unquote date is over so i'm not even sure why you cocking your eye and trying to and and giving me these bedroom looks i don't even know why you're doing that sir like do you need some visine because it's not going to happen i don't know why you're doing this enjoy your shinerbach bread and i will do the same and we can i don't remember i think he may have paid for it um i'm I don't remember. I'm sure if he paid for it, and I was like, no, I'll pay for mine. I was like, let's split it. But I think he, he went ahead and paid for it because I was like, I mean, ain't nothing else happening. And I promise you that we are not going to have any further conversation. So <laughs> I don't want you feeling like I owe you shit just because you paid for my little sirloin, bitch. Like, that's not what it is. So that was how long were you there, though? Like, was it like a two or three hour on date where there was just silence, or was there just like maybe 45 minutes had gone by? Or, yeah, probably about maybe an hour and some change. It was a okay. little busy, so I mean, but we were there for a considerably long time not to be having full fledged conversation beyond just, you know, well, where do you work and what do you do? And, you know, what do you do for fun? It was just like. Is, is there anything more? Again, I'm not... I don't feel like I should have to work to peel back the layers if we're on a date. And I think he asked me. And I am... Um, I can be a little bit of a traditionalist in some areas where I feel like if you are the one asking, then a lot of the a lot of the onus is on you. And I think a lot of people feel like that. Like if you ask me out on a date, I'm going to expect you to have a date planned. I'm, You know what I mean? If you ask me on a date and we go to a restaurant to eat, which I'm not going to say no to, not because I enjoy a free meal, but just because I enjoy a meal, period. I don't mind paying for it. But Same here. if you're like, hey, we want to go eat, then the answer is yes. <laughs> Absolutely. When and where? <laughs> what time? Do we have a reservation? Because I would prefer not to have to wait. <laughs> I want to eat, and I want to eat now. I do not have a problem with that. However... If that is the case, then we need to be able to have a conversation and not just, and I'm just thinking to myself, we don't even know each other. There's no reason for us to be sitting here not having anything to talk about because we don't know each other. Why don't you want to find out things about me? Like this is a perfect opportunity. You have me here. I'm not going anywhere. You can literally ask me whatever you want to ask me. And you know, as long as it's respectful, and and in good taste i'm going to answer so why are we sitting here in silence and why is it when i try to do that to you and engage you you have your walls up you know i don't understand that and then giving me this eyes like you got your walls you got your emotional walls up but you want my physical walls down absolutely not (laughs) that's not how this works (laughs) that's not how any of this works that white lady in that geico commercial told y'all i love that commercial by the way Right. Geico usually has some good commercials. Okay, let's progress the conversation. So, 
one big thing that I have always said, and when I have conversations about dating with friends of mine, this is one of the things that I always say, that people, we need to date for ourselves. So dating for yourself, what does that mean to you, Brandon? For me, well, I think, you know, you have to start at finding what your reason for dating is. Um, what's your, I guess, your dating purpose? Are you dating for fun? Are you dating to just, you know, meet new people? You know, if you move to a new city, you just want to get out and gauge the atmosphere. Um, are you dating for marriage? You know, I think you need to figure out what you are dating for. And if you are ready for, you know, what you think you want. And once you figure that out, I feel like once the, the task is to now find someone who is on the same page as you. And once you do that, you can move forward from there. Because I feel like once you meet somebody and you both figure out, hey, we're just kicking it, you're going to see what happens. There really isn't, one, there isn't the, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not misconception, but there isn't the thought that, you know, I'm approaching this for this reason and he's approaching it for another reason. Um, you could definitely just learn about each other and progress if that's something you're interested in. Um, another thing is definitely checking to see if dating or dating syncs with your personal goals. You know, we all, like we said earlier, you know, we all have jobs and we have lives outside of our dating situations. But will dating this person um, sync? Do they fit into your world? Because you don't, I personally feel like I could like someone, you know, care about them a lot, but if they come into my world and they're basically like a Tasmanian devil just uprooting things and people are disappearing left and right and now I can't bring certain friends around who I've known for years because these people clash like that's you know a, a big one and as with a lot of things I always question value you know does does will me dating this person bring some sort of value to my life am I gaining something from dating them um and I feel like when you're dating for yourself, the, the ultimate goal in life, in my opinion, is to grow and to experience. And that only helps to enrich you and to grow as a person. And I feel like if the person you're with is adding value to you, if, you know, they sync with your personal mission and your goals, if, you know, they align with your dating purpose, then you have a good starting point to potentially have something beyond dating. Well, well, I actually don't have anything to add. <laughs> Come on, hit the nail on the head. Yeah. All right. Um. So let's just move on because that was excellent. What are some of the prevalent issues you notice people have when they're trying to date? One thing I, I definitely um, want to start is forcing heteronormativity. You know, yes, we're, we're, yes, I yes, think yes. it's it's clear that we're both gay men. We both like men. We both date men. Um, but I feel like certain guys, and I had I had a date a few years back where this guy was definitely trying to fit into the more effeminate role, and he wanted me to you know be chivalrous overly chivalrous and pull his chair out and do all these things and I'm like well dude like I understand I'm all for chivalry I'm all for you know showing appreciation for the person I'm with but you can pull out your own chair 
I can hold a door for you. I don't mind that. But, you know, we're not, I'm not always going to pick up the tab because I'm the bigger guy or the more masculine guy. I'm not always going to do the quote unquote manly things because this is a role you want me to fit into. You know, sometimes I want to say sis or call somebody bitch and, you know, do things that way. You know, you can't force someone or force someone you're trying to date into a box or a role because things never work out when you do that. Right. Um, Another prevalent issue I've noticed is people not being able to adapt to change. That's probably one of the only guarantees in life outside of death and taxes is change. We all change in whatever form. And you can't expect someone to stay the same way that they were when you first met them in any capacity because we all grow, we all learn, we all, you know, change. Um, And if you are so against that, you know, it becomes an issue. Or even if you take stock in yourself and say, um, I don't want to change because I like who I am, people pick up on that. You know, I definitely feel like you can read a person's energy. And if you're so dead set on being who you are and not being adaptable to other people and where they are in life, you, you, in my opinion, you won't have something that lasts beyond a few dates. If that. Right. And another big one um, is honesty. You know, we all say we want a person who's honest, but if you're not honest with someone or you, you're not forthcoming with your thoughts or your ideas or your feelings, you can't build that trust with someone. You can't you can't, I guess, allow a person or you not being honest with the person doesn't allow them to open up to you or have their walls, as you said earlier, come down because they're going to be stuck questioning, well, is this person being honest or what are they hiding? Why do they feel the need to lie? Why, you know, so many other things. So, yeah, those are my um, my big three issues that I've noticed. Absolutely. All right. One issue that I have noticed that people have when they're trying to date is, and this goes hand in hand with dating for yourself, the opposite of it is you're dating for the aesthetic. Like you're dating because this person looks a certain way and you want arm candy or they are of a certain status and you want to be associated with that they're popular on twitter or they you know popular on instagram when they host parties or they have a fitness whatever the case may be you're dating for that look that aesthetic and that that status versus dating because you actually like the person because you actually want to be with them and not because you want to benefit from what they have or what they've built another uh thing that i've seen is people And I think this is in a lot of aspects of life, but especially in dating, people give social media too much power. And what I mean by that is. um, Not only just maybe oversharing, but also. Trying to keep tabs on people, Uh, there's a, a lot of. Actually, a lot of avenues that go into it, but given social media so much power, 
in your relationship or over your relationship um you know comments of if you post a picture of together or not together the comments you're letting the comments get to you and and you're letting the memes you see all these memes about this that and the other and you start letting that stuff get into your head you're giving social media all of this power in your relationship now i'm not saying if you're dating someone and they on social media doing the whole most that you don't need to gut check that ass but don't let social media don't let your insecurities play out on social media do not let it don't let it bring that out of you we've and all another, seen those before we've all seen it you know another one or the last one is um skipping conversations on the type of relationship or dating situation that you want um you mentioned it before we started recording i think i asked you what podcast you listen to um, and Kevin Dwayne on his podcast, The Outline, shout out to him. He had an episode with one of his friends and he really laid down, you know, how he felt about relationships and that, you know, he was like, I could be in a monogamous. Ugh, I can't. OK, let me. Re- I could be in a monogamous relationship or not, as long as the communication is there. And I think that a lot of people, when they get into these situations, they do not have those conversations. They automatically assume if we're dating, if we're going to be in a, in any kind of situation that is going to be monogamous, is going to be this, is going to be that, is going to be this or that. And I think that in in 2017, more and more stuff that people are into c- comes to light. Again, shout out to Tumblr that. I don't think there's anything wrong with having these conversations and make and setting those boundaries, as you said, and having everything plain. You go into a situation it's like, OK, we're going to date, not go on a date. We've gone on dates. We've established that we like each other. Now we're going to say we're moving to dating. This is the kind of dating situation that I expect. I want it to be monogamous. I don't want you dating other people while you're dating me, even if we are not exclusive or I want it to be exclusive or I don't want it to be exclusive. I want to be able to date other people until we decide whatever the case may be. I want to be in a polyam- uh, polyamorous situation. Whatever is your thing, we need to have these conversations when we go into it. Stop stop relying on your preset defaults to define everything. Open your mouth and tell people what it is that you want and what you expect. And you'll save yourself, hopefully, some drama and heartbreak because you let the person know up front and they were like, oh, okay, well, I'm not really looking for a monogamous relationship or dating situation. You know, like I don't even know you that well. I want to still date around. And if we continue dating and we get to a point where, you know, we decide that it's you and me and no one else, then that's fine. But we just went on two dates and now you trying to lock me down. Like, no, but you would not know that if you didn't have that conversation, you go into it and like, Oh yeah, this my man. Now we dating and he dating other people. And then all of a sudden now you mad and you ready to throw bleach on his shit and you ready to cause a ruckus because you did not have that conversation. And he didn't think he, and technically he didn't do anything wrong because you didn't set that boundary. Right. I don't know if a lot of people are setting those boundaries when they get into these situations, because just like with heteronormativity, I think monogamy is so programmed as a default that we skip out on these conversations. That's important, friends. All right, let's move on. Uh, Let's talk about some advice. So 
what dating advice would you give your younger self? You said you are now a man of 30. Congratulations. Welcome to 30 plus. Thank you. What would you give your younger self? What would you give? What would you tell your younger self? Hmm. Ooh, where to start? Um, I would definitely tell myself to give people a chance to reveal themselves. Um, I think on the first date, we're both in fact-finding mode, or we would we would both be in fact-finding mode. We want to know the you know preliminary information um, beyond what you may have already searched on social media for yourself, like some people do. Um, but you know, give people people a chance to reveal themselves and who they are. Um, I used to be so quick to, you know, I would gauge on a first date to figure out whether or not I can see myself dating this person or anything. And I feel like you're just establishing conversation with this person on the first date. And if, at least for me in my case, um, if I felt like the person didn't reveal themselves, if I felt like they were too closed off, I wouldn't give it a second or third date to potentially open up more. I just cut them off there on the spot and say, you know what, you're too quiet and you're too this. I'm good. I'm going to move on. And then, I, you know, stop responding to them at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, another one is, you know, don't be, I definitely tell myself to not be quick to tune people out at the first hint of a potential issue. Um, you know, dating to me is about learning about another person. And you're not always going to get along with with people and you're gonna you know have disagreements about things but when i was younger and first started you know dating guys when i was i think 21 22 um the first hint of an issue you know if they maybe forgot their wallet at home or they pulled the whole you know could you pick me up so we can go here i would basically turn them out and say oh you're broke oh you because you don't have this or you are this because you displayed this not taking a person's you know circumstances in that moment in account mm-hmm. i'm so glad that i'm 30 now and i can definitely give people a chance to you know let things play out to see the real behind what's initially presented okay <clears throat> um i would have to agree if I could tell my younger self anything about dating, it would definitely be don't be so suspicious. Now, there is a fine line between being suspicious and trusting your intuition, or as I've called it for for uh, my black brothers and sisters out there, your niggy sense. <laughs> There's a fine line between being okay, being investigation discovery level or just trusting your intuition. So I think when I was younger, I was always just like you suspicious and any little thing that didn't sound right. I'm like, mm, something in the milk ain't clean. Let me pack up my goddamn billfold and move on. Right. And wow, that sounded really country. I did not realize that sounded so country. When I, said it. <laughs> <laughs> I say that all the time. Wow. Uh, another would be, um, I would tell my younger self, don't project your struggles and confidence on other people. Um, I have always, you know, had issues with my confidence level because of my weight, my size, my skin tone, um, my voice. You know, I don't like my voice and, and so many different things because I'm, I, as a lot of people are, my harshest 
critic. So, but I would be in situations where I would project that. Like if someone expressed interest in me, I would not understand because I'm like, well, you are, you are you and I am me. So why are you even coming at me like this? Like, I don't understand where this, where, what is happening? What is this? But that was my own personal struggle that I was going through. And this person, they don't care. They don't see that. They see someone that they're interested in. They see someone that they like. If I'm lucky, they see someone that they're, that they're attracted to. And none of that has anything to do with me not feeling confident in being me. And that segues right into the last one. The last piece of advice I would give myself is allow people to like you because you deserve it and you're worth it, you know, and don't feel like you need to be, be a certain something in order to deserve someone actually liking you and taking an interest in you. You don't need to be a certain weight. You don't need to look a certain way. You don't need to work a certain job. You don't need to be able to say that you did this and you went here and you know this person and you've done this and you wrote this and you read this. You don't need to be able to, you don't need to be able to do that. You don't need to do that. Sorry. You're worth it as is. Let the person like you and reveal to them more about yourself and they will probably continue to like you. But when I was younger, it was just, again, because I was suspicious and, you know, I, I, I just have so very little tolerance that I was quick to not even put myself in a position or if at the slightest hint of anything sounding out of whack or being out of whack, you know, getting my, my, uh, getting my stuff and leaving and just not being being a part of it, not putting myself in that position. So there would be some things that I would tell myself moving on for people that are struggling with dating. Now, what's one piece of encouragement that you would give them? Well, I say one, but I think I have two. (laughs) (laughs) I think I have a couple as well. Um, be patient. I feel like, you know, with, this quote-unquote age of instant gratification where you can order food via apps and have it delivered or you could potentially get your dick on demand via other apps you know dating for a lot of people it is something that they have to work actively work on and i feel like being patient and allowing yourself to meet people and to um see what's out there will definitely help um Another thing I can think of is to definitely be open to other ways of dating. Um, And when I say other ways, I mean certain things like um, online dating, perhaps, and not just apps, as I mentioned earlier, but maybe try one of these websites that we see on TV, um, what's like like Match.com, or maybe checking out some of these other services. Um, I've talked to a lot of friends who are single, and I've suggested speed dating and they look at me like I have like a a volcano growing out of my forehead like they can't fathom going to a speed dating event and I say well you know if if you know you want to be social you can go on 10 dates in the span of an hour versus just one who knows and if you don't like it you can at least say hey I've tried it it's not for me and you could try something else you know um 
maybe also if you have a friend who is a matchmaker or someone you know who tends to hook up a lot of people because they just have this huge social circle, maybe go to them and see if they could potentially link you up with someone to grab dinner or drinks with. You know, I actually set up a friend of mine, I think, was it about a year or so ago? Um, a friend of mine from middle school who now lives in D.C., I set him up with another friend of mine who I met a couple years back, and they've been dating for a little over a year now. So if you let your intentions be known to other people and let them know what you're looking for, especially if you have the friends that I have who are always in my business, <laughs> they'll <laughs> definitely try to steer you towards something or a situation where you could be, you know, fruitful. All right. Makes sense. Makes sense. All right. Um, Some dating advice that I would give. What's some encouragement that I would give? One would be stop looking for others or stop looking to others for goals and ideas about relationships, relationship goals, all of that kind of stuff. Like that's cute and everything. You see a couple and they loving each other and he feeding her, you know, strawberry gelato or whatever the fuck. And you're like, oh, relationship goes hard eye emoji. <laughs> that's all fine and good. But when we get to the actual nitty gritty, set your own goals of what you want your dating situation, what you want your relationship life, what you want those things to look like let that come from within instead of the external because you never know you're what you what you are looking to attain as far as dating and your relationship may look completely different from what you see from your favorite instagram couple or it may look the same but you won't know unless you let that blossom from within rather than seeing something that looks good and saying this is what i want have you actually done the work to say to be able to say confidently this is actually what i want not just because it looks good but because this is what i want to experience if it is the same as someone from instagram or facebook or whatever great but if you're just saying oh well this looks good you know i think you know society says this is what relationships are supposed to look like or whatever the case may be and you have not done that own your own research on what it is that you actually want you can run into some issues the other one would be to be open to different types of people i see so many people and this is in all of my years of whatever you want to call what i've been doing since like 19 (laughs) (laughs) or probably a little younger whatever don't judge me um people are so wrapped up in what their quote-unquote type is Like, I get it. You have things that you are attracted to that turn you on. You like abs. You know, you want to be able to drink Kool-Aid off of his abs. And you want to be able to bounce a quarter off his ass. All that stuff. And all of that is fine and dandy. There's nothing wrong with having things that you like that, that turn you on. But when you get so caught up in a, this is the only thing that I like. This is the only thing that I want. I don't want anything else. If I don't get this specific type of man that I'm settling, you are going to run into problems that it just is what it is. And it may even be when you open up your, when you open your horizon, broaden your horizons and you start looking at different things, you start looking at different types of men, 
you know, maybe different body types, maybe different shades of black or different races altogether. When you start opening your horizons, you never know what you're going to see. And it may even be in that instance, the man of your dreams, this whatever, whatever he looks like may end up coming and being a part of your life and not being a fuckboy. But I see so many people that are so wrapped up in this is my type and this is it. And a, and to be honest, if we can, we can we can we be honest? Of course. Most people that I've come across that be on that type shit, they like so much other shit. They like so many other physical attributes. They like so much. And there is something I don't know what it is that keeps them from saying, OK, yeah, I like this other stuff, too. Again, I could even see it saying, okay, here's my preference. My preference is a tall, muscular, or whatever the case may be. However, I also like a chubby. I also like a darker. I also like this. I also like that. I also like this, that. I like this, that. I like this, that. I like this, that. But when they get so caught up in, that's why um, I always say you need to date for you. Because in my experience, most people that are caught up in what their type is, they're not dating for themselves. They're dating for the, uh, for the aesthetic. They're dating for other people's gaze versus their own life. So just, you know, be open, try some different things. I'm not saying you need to try to go and force a physical or sexual attraction to someone. Like if you're just not attracted to someone, you're just not attracted to them, but be open to some different things. All right. I like it. I like this conversation so far. It's moving really good. It is. Um, so we're actually towards the end. So uh, I like to do some parting questions whenever I have a guest on the show. So let's uh, let's tackle a few of those. So the first question is, what does your, because we're talking about dating, what does your perfect date look like? Hmm. Well, um, my perfect date would consist of some sort of puzzle solving. Um, and when I say that, maybe there's some sort of exhibit at a museum that requires you to, I don't know, look for certain things around the museum to get it's an idea on. of... On Tomb Raider? <laughs> yeah, something like Tomb Raider. Yeah, that works. Come on, um, Croft. I'm not opposed to a scavenger hunt. There are actually a couple of companies I run across here in D.C. who do um, citywide scavenger hunts where you get together with a team. And that would actually be a good group idea. Group did I didn't know that. I think about it. But you get together with a team and you go out all over the city looking for clues. And there's usually a cash prize involved and, you know, a big party at the end of it. Um, also, I'm a photographer. So going out and having what I call a photo safari is something else that... I would love to do with the person I'm dating. Like, I have my own camera, but we can go and pick you up a disposable camera if you don't have one, and we can go take pictures of things. And I also feel like that allows me to see, you know, how they interpret the world around them, how they, what they see out of their eyes. Because, you know, we can take a picture of the same thing, but it, the images could look totally different. Um, and I feel like that's also a good conversation starter because that allows me to show, you know, my interest 
and it could potentially, you know, jog an interest in something I love in someone else. All right. Sounds good. For me, <clears throat> I had to put some thought into this because, again, I'm just like, uh, dating. Mm. <laughs> People, men in, in my life, my, my mm, mm. However, I think that my perfect date would definitely be something interactive with food at some point, of course, because as we've established, I'd be hungry, I'd be ready to eat. Yeah. However, something interactive, you know, like a pottery class, maybe a painting class, a museum tour, like you were saying earlier, like an indoor skydiving type thing, because I'm definitely not skydiving anywhere that is not in a building. <laughs> Let me tell you that right damn now. Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Heights and I are not friends. Right. But something something along those lines, something interactive. Like, I don't mind going to dinner for a date, but I would prefer if we, if that was not the whole date. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. All right. Would this be next. for just the first date, or would this just be for dating in general after you made it through that initial date? I think it could be both, you know, I've, I've never really been that person that's like, you need to plan a date and you know, you need to get on your magic carpet and take me to fucking Agrabah, bitch. I've never been that type of person, but the older that I've gotten and, you know, I just, like you said, you know, you want to do different things. You don't want to, I don't want to feel like I'm just hanging out with one of my friends, I guess, if that makes sense. Right. So if we just go to Papado and we get to we get cracking on the you know the fondue with the shrimp and the spinach in it, I mean that's all good and dandy, and I'm not going to say no, but I don't want that to be the norm, I guess. Right. Going out to eat and going on an actual date to me, I feel like are two different things, mm-hmm. and I've been guilty of that before. Like you know, how do you plan a real date? But again, now I'm to the point where I'm like, yuck, dating gross. <laughs> So, next question. If you were trapped on an island with one celebrity man, who would it be? This is actually a really easy question for me. Uh, it would be The Rock, definitely. Oh. Um, wow. After seeing, <laughs> have you seen these commercials for Baywatch at all, by chance? Um, I've skimmed, you know, I don't know how I feel about the whole trying to remake the Baywatch thing. So I've just been like, eh, I don't I think I'll probably be late to this. I will too. But the, but I follow the, him on Instagram. So so do I. And, you know, I love the fact that he's up at, he has a gym at his house. I think he calls it the Iron Paradise. He's up at three, in the, three or four in the morning just working out shirtless, which is always a plus in my book. Um, But I feel like given that the Rockets does so much from racing cars on the moon to, you know, being MacGyver to, you know, trying to, you know, be funnier than Kevin Hart, he could definitely get us off this island. And if he had his shirt off the whole time, I would not be mad. Like, I would definitely be like Aretha Franklin in that old meme with her sitting there with that camcorder, just watching to put like, a <laughs> burn on my face. <laughs> Come that on. Would, that would <laughs> definitely be me. <laughs> That's interesting. I didn't even think about it from that angle. Um, I would say 
If I was on an island with one celebrity man, it would be John Boyega. Okay. And that's just because I just I just like him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I didn't even think about it from a practical standpoint of getting off the island. I was just like, if I'm on this island, who the hell do I want to be looking at? And I was like, mm, hey John, come over. Hey, hey boo. Hey boo. So, okay, next question. Big or small wedding? And what song are you playing for your first dance with your spouse? <laughs> um, I guess whatever constitutes a medium constitutes a medium sized wedding. I, mean, I don't see myself getting married with like five hundred people being in attendance because I don't know that many people. I don't think I know half of that amount. So you know, a, a ceremony definitely where family and friends could be in attendance. Um, my family is big. You know, my mother's one of seven. My dad is one of six. Plus, my dad is West Indian, so they have their own cu- cultures and customs. It's going to be a mess, but, you know, I am looking forward to that day when everybody mixes and mingles. Um, I also have a, you know, idea of, you know, the type of place I want to have it. I think outside, but my allergies may dictate otherwise. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think... I wouldn't be opposed to having maybe a spring wedding because, you know, it's cooler. And brunch because bottomless mimosas, why not? Um, Come on, specific time of the year? Listen, I've I've been thinking about it, you know. Yeah, I was going to say, you've definitely put some thought into this. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm not out here picking out China patterns or anything like that. But, you know, nothing like a a thought every now and again. All right, China. Um, (laughs) <laughs> no, I don't. I don't even know where to where to buy China or, no. or what you gonna do with it. We can't afford no damn houses with no place for China. Shit. They sell it at Marshall. Can I get like a like a two for one deal with a coupon or something? Hello. I, I ain't got Absolutely. It. Okay. For me, um, wedding yuck. Um, I've actually never really. I've never seen myself get married I've never even envisioned it Like it just is not something that has even crossed my mind But I did think about this And I said if If I were To be in a situation Where somehow, some way Someone convinced me to get married I would want it to be An extremely Small wedding I would want it to be a destination wedding Preferably on the beach with just some shorts, no shoes, some beautiful white sand, beautiful clear water, you know, a few hand-selected folks, um, maybe some edibles, some champagne, and really that be it. Like, just very, very small incognito and just have a good time. Like, the actual wedding part, I would want to be as short as possible. And then let's just frolic on the beach. You know, I would probably even be the person's like, y'all might as well just put your bathing suits on under whatever you wear into the wedding. Because as soon as we say I do, you know, I'm pulling my shirt off and we're going to get in the water. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you know, I'm just I'm I don't suffer formality in these situations. So that is what I would do. And my song, I guess we would slow down long enough or maybe later, you know, after we frolic on the beach and have fun when we get together, 
the song playing would be Beautiful One by Mary J. Blige. Okay. Uh, I just absolutely love that song. I just, mm, I love that song uh, so much. Oh, wait, I never so, did, I never did um, say my song. I just realized oh, that. Okay. Um, so last weekend on one of my favorite podcasts, The Friend Zone, um, during his Music Man segment, Asante mentioned this song called um, I Could Get Used to You by Sebastian Migo. And I actually oh, yeah. I heard that. checked it out on um, SoundCloud. And it is an amazing song. Oh, I'm um, have to so, listen to that. Oh yeah, it's an amazing song. So that would definitely be my, I guess my first dance song, if you will. Okay. Awesome. Okay. So I have a curveball for you. <laughs> Last question. <laughs> Fuck Mary Kill. Kevin Hart, Charlemagne the God, Chad with Bozeman. Really? <laughs> you, 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 you had to come oh wow. Um Uh, I'd, uh, <laughs> okay, I got it. I'd I'd fuck Charlemagne, mm-hmm. um, because I feel like he'd make the sex interesting. Okay, <clears throat> I'd kill Kevin Hart because I feel like he'd talk too much and he'd be trying to crack jokes at inopportune moments, and it's like, dude, let me just push you onto these railway tracks real quick so you can get out of my face because you're doing too much. Oh, oh my. <laughs> and I'd marry, I guess, Chadwick Boseman. Okay. 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 All right. For me, um, I would definitely marry Chadwick. Um, I actually think I would fuck Kevin Hart. I don't know. Okay. I have a kind of a soft spot for shorter guys. Not like I'm just super tall or anything. I'm only 5'10", yo. I'm actually 5'10". I've gone to the doctor, and they've confirmed multiple times. You know, people lie. And I, Charlemagne would have, he would have to go with death. I'm sorry. He would just, nothing against him, but, you know, under these parameters, he just gonna, you know, he's gonna have to be six feet under. I'll see him at the crossroads. Maybe we can fuck at the crossroads. I don't know. <laughs> All right, you guys. (laughs) And with that, that wraps up another episode of Gay Side Stories with Trillificent. I have my guest, Brandon. Brandon, tell the people where they can find you. So um, you can definitely find me on Twitter at underscore B-R-A-N underscore D-O-N and on Instagram at B-R-A-N underscore D-O-N underscore. I'm simple. My usernames are my name because I probably forget something else otherwise. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, just those spots. Okay, is there anywhere they can uh, check out like your photography and things of that nature? Oh, definitely, definitely. Um, you can find me also on Instagram at uh, Sicard Photo. That's S I C A R D P H O T O, all one word. And also at SicardPhotography.com. Um, yeah. Mm, all right. All right. All right. All right. Uh, you guys, make sure you check out the latest gay side short story. It's called Higher Beings. It is a story about some superhumans. Uh, have fun writing that. Also, make sure you guys are checking out the Sounds of the Stories playlist. My friend Naj, a.k.a. Chartreuse Disaster, is working on that. That's on SoundCloud. 
thank you so much for listening. Um, after the big boy episode, I've just gotten so much love and positivity. I really, really appreciated you guys. Um, I did not expect that episode to garner the uh, response that it has. So I'm very, very appreciative. Thank you guys for listening to that. Thank you for joining again. Thank you for subscribing, for sharing all of those good things. I hope you will continue to do so. If you are interested in being on the show, if you have something on your heart that you want to discuss, hit me up, gaysidestories at gmail.com. And as always, you guys, make sure that you what? Protect your walls or they will crumble. Sealy hand. And we out. Good night.